Is Venom the grossest Marvel supervillain? We answer that question and more this week on Only Stupid Answers. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Only Stupid Answers. This is the show where we answer your questions about movies, TV shows, comic books, and Venoms. Uh, goopy, uh, goopy guys. This is we're talking about the goopy guys this week. Uh, our pals Venom and Carnage. Uh, with me as always is Roxy Stryer, and this week we have a special guest, Sal from Comic Pop. Sal, say hi. Hello. Introduce yourself. Where are you oh, from? Sure. <laughs> Where do they know you from? Where can they find you? You can always find me uh, on the interwebs, uh, your favorite local interweb station in your pocket at youtube.com slash comic pop. If you like comics, if you don't like comics, or if you are a noob or an old hat at comics, we, you're welcome. Come by. And I don't mean like you're welcome is in the, 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 the response to thank you. No, you are welcome mm-hmm. to come join us and hang out on the couch with us and chat about your, uh, your favorite or maybe your least favorite comic books uh, and, uh, and join our other co- uh, channel called Comic Pop Returns where we do live shows like these, but uh, not not nearly as polished. Oh, thank you, thank you. You're, You're very polished. We're really. <laughs> You're very kind. We try to keep all the unpolished behind the scenes, as it were. That's right. Uh, that's right. So, Sal, you said up. it, and now I'm curious. What is your least favorite comic? Oh wow, that's. <sighs> It's tough, man. There's so many. Uh, no, but there's, there's so honestly, many. My least favorite comics. What's funny is, thanks to this channel and and my my vocation, I have taken some of my least favorite comics and I've I've unleashed them on my loved ones, <laughs> and uh, as a result, we have gotten some outrageous conversations and interactions that I would never have even fathomed at that time. So now, even my least favorite comics are some of my favorite comics. Like I I remember growing up. Well, loathing the sequel to secret war secret wars 2 from mm-hmm, 1985 mm-hmm. bizarre psychodrama about existentialism and also colorful superheroes uh we just did it on the couch and i was like this is one of my favorite episodes it's two and a- it was it, it we went on way too long we got way into the weeds about like life and existence and non-existence and it was mm-hmm. just like but it's just some silly cash grab for action figures but yet but still yet. ends up being hilarious. Uh, I know what you mean because um, uh, I think one of the most popular episodes of this show is when Sam and I reviewed Transformers the fifth the last night. That was the one, and oh, uh, Sam yes. and I hated it so much. Uh, but it, it made for an entertaining episode, <laughs> right? Yes. Exactly. Our, dis- our, our pulsing disdain for that movie uh, yes. really animated the episode. Now. So please, uh, when you're done listening to this, go check all of that go- out. Go check Comic Pop-, Pop out. But before. While you're listening to this, please give it five-star reviews on uh, Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to it. Um, if you're watching this on YouTube, give a uh, like and subscribe or whatever the kids say nowadays. Um, <laughs> uh, and also, if uh, if you want more of this, if you listen to this episode and you're like, oh, you want more of this conversation, you want to hear Roxy and my review of Venom, you can do that over at Patreon at patreon.com slash onlystupidanswers. That will be out by the time that this episode is live. Uh, and also, if you listen to it on Spotify, we every week we ask you a question on Spotify that you can then answer. A lot of good answers last week. We asked, what is your favorite board game? Because we were talking about Josh Makuga and his new game. Um, Christopher Infanon said, Gloomhaven, Jaws of the Lion, makes me want to buy actual Gloomhaven. I don't know what any of that means. Um, Gloomhaven. Uh, Gloomhaven. It sounds like a Gloom. video game instead of a board game. Oh, I, I was don't hoping know it was I like know. a gardening thing, but I thought it was going home <laughs> gloom. Yeah, it sounds know. like I'm sure it's one of those like um, Settlers of Catan, like as a big involved game, but it but it sounds yes. like a Bloodborne sequel. 
You know what it I mean? It does, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bloodborne Gloomhaven. Um, uh, Yeshu uh, Wazalewski says, I love Stratego and Phase 10. Does that count as a board game? I have no idea. Uh, also, I haven't played Clue in forever, but I'm convinced I love it. He also informs me. Also, it, it's pronounced Yeshu, but it is entertaining hearing it wrong. And it might be. Uh, you don't need to do this, but it might be in your best interest to just always remind me that. And every time you post it, because there is a good, there's a good chance I'll forget again. And that is 100% my fault and not on you. And I do apologize. And Raisa Marie says it would have to be aggravation, the old timey version of trouble. You just go what? around knocking everyone's pieces <laughs> off the board while trying to get yours safely around simple, but so frustrating. You're telling me before Trouble, there was a game called Aggravation. Apparently, according to, to <laughs> Raisa Marie. It's so weird that I invented that game, yet I don't know what it is and I've never heard of it. Yeah, like, you should be. You, blo- you just blocked it out. Once the second you were done, once, once the genius left you. Wow. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. Listen, that's the exactly. theme of today. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. You're welcome. So, Sal. Every episode, we like to begin by talking about what we are into this week. Are you into anything this week that you'd like to Man, share with the class? Yes, uh, I am way. I mean, I, I was way into the uh, the Hickman run of X Men. It got a little uh, odd because of the Substack situation. Hickman's, of course, <laughs> stepping a little further away from X Men, but he is remaining just long enough to do an event and that event is called inferno and i just read the first issue and i gotta tell you like i've been enjoying x-men and uh, i know that duggan kind of took over for hickman as far as like being the the kind of guiding light for the line and he's been doing a great job the x-men solo series phenomenal stuff and it was a really good spiritual successor to hickman but reading inferno number one which dropped on the day that we're of this recording yeah uh i i gotta tell you I, I felt the Hickman presence. I was like, oh my God, this is Hickman though. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It really felt like it mattered. Like it was important. Like it was leading up to every, like everything was leading up to this. And, and it's only the first issue. And I'm just uh, like the last issue, the last page of this issue. I'm just like, oh no. Yeah. I, I haven't felt this on my, on the edge of my seat since the last thing Hickman wrote. So, so I've only occasionally dipped my toe into um, the Hickman's whole, uh, what, what are we, is Dawn of X? Is that technically the phase we're in? We're either in Dawn or Rain. I don't okay. know. The X is, <laughs> we're doing something of X. Something uh, and, of X. And, and it's, uh, uh, Largely because it's so daunting. There's just yes. so many X books, and they're all uh, very connected. It reminds me a lot of the 90s. Um, oh, right. and, but every time he does one of these events, I try to, like, peek back in, be like, you know, because when, when he did um, um, Powers of X and, yes. and, um, and, um, and the House. other one. Yeah, yeah, yeah House ha- of X. House of Powers, yeah. Yeah, it definitely, it definitely like, set up, like, it's interesting because it's like Jonathan Hickman was like, "Hey, what if we told a epic with a, be- a comic book epic with a beginning, a middle, and an end?" And yes. then Marvel was like, "But what if it didn't end?" And I, and that's yes. one of my questions to you. How do you feel about that? Because it's on the one hand, I get it; it's popular, um, but also like, it just can, can you just for once in your goddamn lives tell a complete story, please, for the love of God? I mean, it's it's Marvel, no, yeah. uh, and it's it's frustrating because there are some of the most celebrated periods of Marvel have a definitive ending, or at the very least have an ending to the story that then leads to the next thing. Yes, and uh, with, with respect to this. I don't think that there is an end. I think there's an ending to the Dawn of X, to the ho- to the Hox and Pox era. Mm-hmm. I think that Hickman's just kind of like, you know, I brought in, you know, 10 or 11, 25, 40 different creators, and they're all having a ball, and there's so much opportunity 
you know, we spent a lot of time with setup, but now we're going to live in the world. And I think that he wanted to kind of move to the next chapter, next phase. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, he's, he's wrangling 30 different people and they're all kind of like, I mean, I just kind of got my feet wet. I'm kind of enjoying this. And if people are still buying it, why do we have to stop? Mm-hmm. And so he's like, well, I guess I'll just go get my Substack check, yeah, yeah, work yeah. on this indie project for a little while. You guys go play as long as you don't do like, this small list of things I need to do at the end, mm-hmm. I'll come back a year or two years and we'll wrap it up. Yeah. And I feel like that's, there's, there's an opportunity here for us to get more X-Men than before, which the line desperately needed. It yes. needed a guiding star. It needed somebody to helm this, sh- this, this ship in the right direction away from the rocks. And, uh, and I think it's, I, I think, I think it's been fine. And, you know, I'm not necessarily worried, but I do think we're getting an ending. I just think yeah. it's been delayed a while. Uh, yeah, and I, I will tell you, hands down, my favorite book in the X-Men run, because I, I, I really enjoyed Marauders. I stayed on yes. that for a minute. I enjoyed Hellions. I liked what that was doing, but the only one that I, I stuck at, well, one was super short, but no matter, it, once, it, once it comes back in its new form, or whatever, I'm sticking out as Way of X. Yes. I love Way of X because when this new era when it started it's like mm, it feels like there's a lot of problems here everybody's uh-huh. like this this is like oh this is great and it's like near within the story itself in this world it's like there seems to be like a lot of inherent problems with the Krakoa situation and way totally. of x is like the only book that like feels like it's really engaging with that in any in yeah. tangible way I'm 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 sad to tell you, man. Way of X is over. It wrapped up with well, another one shot onslaught. Onslaught revelation. I, I read that, but it's coming back as what is it? Legionnaires. Legionaries. Legionnaires. I, I, I wanted to say legionnaires, but I feel like DC owns that, so I think they're called legionnaires. Oh, cool. And, All right. uh, but yeah, we are getting a legionnaires book, and that, that I think that's going to carry over the themes and ideas that you were uh, that, that you're, you're you're hungry for. Yeah. Because uh, Cyspur, ho- also did well, my favorite. So uh, did, did that great uh, Hellblazer run. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's like the spiritual successor to like the Vertigo period. Yes, like 100%. Hellblazer hasn't been as good since then, mm-hmm. except for Spurrier. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That was yeah. No, I my my pick was originally New Mutants. Um yeah. I loved that run. It was so good. Uh except I, I was kind of confused because there were like two different new mutants going on. There's like one in space that was dope. And then there was one on Earth and it was not. <laughs> and every once in a while I'd pick up the wrong one and I'm like, what's no and then of course they learned the lesson threw away the other one and went okay we're just in space now and i'm like yes and then they dropped that and i'm like bye but that's another thing about this run is like you can drop in and drop out and you can pick and choose like if you love cable boom pick up a cable book it's done but it's you know there's a 12 Mm. issue run you're welcome yeah you know in in keeping with our theme wolverine x-force there was an X factor for a little while. You want to get into the minutia of how businesses are run and get really bored. Yeah. X core. There it is. You know, there's, there's a lot of stuff that, that everyone can get into at some point. My only other nitpick I'd like to throw out there for this, the, the run of X that we are in. Uh, I'd yeah. like to see them update the costumes, like have a cohesive, yeah. like what they did with, uh, not necessarily they look the same because of the gala, but like the hellfire gala, like get, go yes. through, give everybody new costumes, to represent what we're in because this like hodgepodge picking from the different generations is just like oh yeah nah, we need a i think we need a cohesive visual tone for this you know i i am always like I'm, i go back and forth when it comes to the to the the theme of the x costumes on one hand i loved the idea it's kind of like the avengerization where it's like these are all different 
characters who are all coming together to be on one team. So they all have their own distinct identities. But then I always loved when you dip your toe back in and see like the X factor period, or maybe just like the classic X men and you get some kind of cohesion in their uniforms. Um, It was always fun to see like the classic yellow and blue, but drawn by Jim Lee. And you're like, Whoa, I I thought that was hokey, but now it's awesome. And it's just, but those moments are few and far between. I, I, I do like the, the, the cohesion, but I also kind of like the, uh, the individuality. And I know that I'm only just stalling because I just like Rogue in her 90s costume. And I never <laughs> want to see anything else. So <laughs> Just don't take away the 90s costume. No, I'm thinking more something along the lines of like um, Cat- Cassidy's revamp of the costumes where it's like yes, everybody's doing their own thing. But it's still like we're modernizing and we're moving forward. Because um, I'm like you. I like, I like it when we have different like different very people are wearing the different costumes it's just like yeah you know but got, it feels like x-men yeah maybe maybe Ugh. i'm just stuck up on the other end because like magneto's wearing that awful white costume i'm like hey, i don't like this costume for i need i kind of dig it but i but let me tell you they're flip-flopping between it sometimes it'll be black sometimes it's white nowadays and uh you know it reminds you of that cullen bun period and yeah. uh and i'm all for it i'm i'm okay and i like the idea that magneto is like Feeling kind of like a kind of like a dark dark day. I'm gonna wear my dark suit. It is weird that none of them just wear like clothes. It, like you're you're home, right? You're, you're at not, home. You're not off a venture. You're home. You don't. I don't know that you need the full costume. You don't need a helmet. All right, all right. So now, uh, before we get into uh, the other stuff, we're, we're going to talk about what if now. Actually, the latest episode of what if. But before we do that, we are going to take a quick ad break. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Now, uh, we've been talking about um, what if every week on the Patreon, I've been doing my reviews, but I thought this week since Sal was on, this was a good opportunity to bring it part of a main sh- as part of the main show. This week was what if episode eight, what if Ultron won? Now, Roxy, I'm assuming that you've not, you're, it's not like you caught up over the weekend. You know how I feel, DJ. Mm-hmm. You know how I feel. Well, Although I can imagine what if Ultron won. Yeah, well, I don't know that you can't. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't. I don't know that you can because uh, because it really this world. This world's like I told you a couple weeks ago about uh, where the one where Doctor Strange basically obliterated his universe. Uh, this is another one that goes off the rails uh, really badly, really quick. Um, in in ways, I think, and I'll be interested to know your thoughts, Sal. Because Sal, you you're caught up. I am. I am okay. So, Roxy, to catch you up, uh, in this epi- last week's episode ended with uh, what essentially looked like Vision in Ultron armor with all the Infinity Stones on the armor. It just showed up out of nowhere. It was a weird, like, left. That's literally the last thing we left on that episode. What was the premise of last week? Last week's episode is What If Thor Was an Only Child? It was basically... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With the low-key stuff, they like each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, not, <laughs> not my favorite. Um, so this was that was a setup for this episode where, like it says on the tin, Ultron wins. He basically nukes the planet. Um, the only surviving people that we see, there's presumably others, but of the characters we care about, the only people we see are Hawkeye and Black Widow. And... Um, uh, 
Ultron rules. And our Hawkeye and Black Widow, Hawkeye and Black Black Widow, or are they different? They are the, they are the same. Hawkeye is has a robot arm now because we're at some indeterminate point in the future after Ultron winning, and then Nat starts using um, Red Guardian Shield. Uh, 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 David Harbour's character from Black Widow, she starts using his shield, um, yeah, which I that's guess cool. it is cool, but it is one of those that like. So we didn't need vibranium to make the. We could just. We could just make more of these. The, not only could we just make more of these shields, but everybody can just use them. You don't need any specific knowledge or training. Yeah, it's just you can just use them. It's like all right, whatever. Yeah. Um, and, and if you thought that was nitpicky, this 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 whole episode is a lot of like, <laughs> wait a second. It gets a little loosey goosey with the rules. Um, oh sure. So we see Ultron nuking the planet at some point after that Thanos showed up and then Ultron in Vision's body uses the Mind Stone to literally just cut Thanos in half immediately, which is a, a, a cool visual, undoubtedly, super cool. But it is like, oh, so Infinity War was just a big waste of time is what it was. It was just a big well, wheel just, spinning Vision, exercise. Like what, Vision really drops the ball in Infinity War. I got to tell you, he's standing there like, you know, all sad in the corner. Yeah, waiting to, we're waiting playing. wanted to defend him. Yeah, we're playing you keep just, away with Vision and he could have just uh, nerfed uh, him in a minute. And people, I, this was pointed out online and people were like, uh, Vision got stabbed in an Infinity War. So it's like, oh, yeah. So it's just plot devices. It's just a, it's just a whole plot device. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah. He kills Thanos immediately gets all the infinity stones starts literally wrecking everything just obliterating every planet and this is another part where you're going to get in the weaker elements of what if because um ultron's motivations in age of ultron <laughs> were already shaky and spending more time with it it's like yeah i just really don't know what this guy's deal is like i don't know where in his brain he thinks he's doing i just don't i don't know what i'm supposed to get out of this but anyway yeah uh he has a he has a uh Throwdown with Captain Marvel um, when he's taken out. Oh, Sal, what planet is he taking out? He's taken out. Oh, uh, Xandar. Xandar. Um, and he says, I'll use the Soul Stone. And then just everything blows up, which again, I have like, what is the what is the Soul Stone, the Explodey Stone? What, what was this supposed to be? <laughs> anyway, um, so Yon, uh, Yondu, Uatu, excuse me, uh, starts doing his narration thing like, oh, yes, this was a real bummer and I'm sad about it, but I can't interfere. And Ultron is here's the watcher just says like wait a second there's a multiverse breaks through the multiverse and at this point i have all the questions because because uh at the beginning of the episode watu's like in your universe the avengers just stopped ultron but he didn't this time it's like wait who's a watu supposed to be talking to right and then and then ultron breaks through the barriers and there's like nobody there so it's like is Watu crazy? <laughs> is Watu just like talking? Like, who is he talking to? And then uh, uh, Ultron's like, "Ah, oh, you have all this power. You should be doing. You should be doing more with it." And uh, Watu's like, "I made an oath." And I'm like, "There's nobody to who? There's nobody. Where's management? Like, what's right. the, like things are off the rails." And then I, this didn't stick out to me, but once people pointed it out to me, it stood out more. Ultron has the Infinity Stones. He breaks through time and space. And so now he's in a Watu space, which is theoretically outside of time and space. Right. Like the TVA is. And in the TVA, the Infinity Stones are essentially paperweights because they're outside of time and space. So how are Ultron's Infinity Stones working? (laughs) Right. I I think that they either don't want to talk about it, which is probably the more likely thing, or 
they were like, no, you see, the they they are paperweights in the TVA. They can still do stuff. Yeah. But they're not as powerful as like the people in charge of the TVA. You sure. know, like it you could you could wield them, sure. Like Cliff from accounting could absolutely mm-hmm. wield all five also all six infinity stones and try to become Lord Master of the TVA. But there's only one timeline. And you have to contend with the, you know, with the, with the heads of management. And, oh, man. and this yeah. also gets me to my frustrations there where we've had like three movies say there's a multiverse and then Loki shows up like no multiverse. And then the end no, of there Loki isn't. Goes, actually there is one. And it's like, oh my yeah. God. Um, anyway, pick yeah. a lane. Um, <laughs> so uh, Ultron and Uatu get into a fist fight, which I don't, I don't know why every character, in the, the, everybody needs to get in a fist fight at some point. There's not a, there's not a character in the Marvel universe. That's just a thinky person. They got to be able to fight too. Um, and, uh, I don't even remember how, basically Uatu runs off to, uh, the evil Dr. Strange's little pocket dimension that he made for himself. And it's like, I need help. And for me, as somebody who really liked the anthology nature of the show and the fact that every episode was its own discrete story. And the more that each of those stories was their own short story that was like kind of complete on its own, the more I enjoyed it. The fact that even this show, an anthology can't escape the gravitational pull of Marvel's need to like, no, we need a uh, universe obliterating stakes and we need everybody to get into a fist fight. Uh, it's like, even this show can't get away from that shit. And that was like nope. <laughs> the point of this show. Like this is the, sh- this is the one show where the stakes actually matter. Where like Dr. Strange could actually obliterate his universe where like where Tony Stark could die. And now we've gotten to the point where like, I don't care about any, because I know Ultron's not going to obliterate the multiverse because right. we just did a Loki to get it back. We just went through a whole Loki data back. We got a Spider-Man movie coming out. Like, I, this isn't what I signed up for. <laughs> right, right. Uh, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying, and I, I, I and on one level I do agree with you, but on the other, I'm having such a blast watching it that I don't necessarily care, and I think Marvel's counting on that. Like, <laughs> I, I kind of like the idea of them making a multiverse Avengers because what a fun, silly idea that is. Yeah, and uh, I like the idea of Ultron like being this multiversal threat because at least Ultron has something to do as opposed to him being becoming some inexplicable religious zealot and then dying. Yeah. And uh, you know, and there's elements of that world that I'm like, I want to see more of that. Like I want to see Captain Carter team up with evil Dr. Strange and, and you know, T'Challa star Lord and more characters like that. Like I want to see all that, especially because it'll be, it'll be, it'll be contained to this universe, you know, like, or, or the show, like, yeah. it's not like it's going to spin out into more. Uh, we are getting a second season, but I think we're going to return back to that anthology. Oof, I hope so. We're talking about, I sure hope so. Cause I, oh, it would be I, rough like, if you... like season two was just more of the multiversal nope. Avengers. If it became like exiles where it's like, now we got to save the multiverse and they each have to go. They, they that team goes to different universes, which when you pitch it like that, when it's like MCU exiles, like, well, I'm not against that. Well, okay, it's just I not what I'll I want. That. It's just not what I want for this show. Like, like I'm, with you i like the idea of like captain carter hanging up with star lord t'challa on board yeah. also for some reason uh, i i've got mixed feelings on this ultron because one um it's not james spader it's not james spader and i feel like they should have instead of even trying to approximate it they should have just gone one why didn't they um uh paul why didn't they just paul let bettany. paul bettany just have paul bettany do it he's done this show before he'd be great yeah uh, and it wouldn't be this weird like 
are you trying to do a James Spader voice? It's just, it's just almost not James Spader. Yeah. It's, it's and, like and the other having, ones don't distract me. Like the, the stand-ins for like Black Widow or Tony Stark, that stuff doesn't bother me. This was one I was like, mm, this isn't right. I got to tell you, by the way, just a quick shout out to Lake Bell for playing Black Widow in these shows. Yeah. She's so great. Mm-hmm. She was so great as Poison Ivy. She's yeah. so great as Black Widow. I'm like, more Lake Bell, please. She's yes. so great. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, but yeah, man, I, I having rewatched a little bit of Age of Ultron after seeing this this episode, I was like, the appeal of Ultron is James Spader. Yes, because nothing else about the character, the way it's set up in the MCU, really makes any sense. Like it just it's no. like, yeah, it doesn't, it's like it doesn't work. It's nope. just whatever James Spader is able to imbue into it. I will say. I think I'm more scared of this Ultron than oh, yeah. uh, uh, standard Ultron or even Thanos. Like, like it's like, this guy is a scary dude. Cause he's right. rocks. You didn't see, but he's like, he, he literally like eats a galaxy. <laughs> like he uses the infinity stone to grow massive and eat a galaxy. And it's like, yeah, man, this is, and I do like that element of this where it's like, yeah, you, you want to see somebody like really go ape shit with the infinity stones. Here right. you go. And it's like, okay, so th- that is cool. I just, again, I, 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 the more self-contained nature I thought was a real boon to this series because, yes. like, I don't. One of my, I enjoyed Shang Chi. Once it gets into the world ending, whatever, I immediately my brain turned off because it's like, well, I don't, I don't, I don't care about this. I was it's more a interested. Damn shame. Yeah, I was more yeah. interested in the father son conflict because that's an actual conflict that has stakes as opposed right. to this one, which doesn't. And so I was thankful that, like, what if, like, ah, we don't even need to worry about this because one. You literally could end the world if you want. You just could. And now we're to this. Like, why every time? Why? <laughs> I know. I know, man. I hear you. I, I, I am 100% in agreement with you. And I also still like this episode. It's one of those things where I'm just like, I enjoyed this. And yeah, I just, it's funny with Marvel and with these things, whenever they do this, I always like with Spider-Man, like MCU Spider-Man. Like I loved every, I love every one and I love all of his appearances. And I'm still hoping for a grounded New York centric Spider-Man movie. Someday. Like, right. And I'm just Someday. like, oh, gimme, maybe they'll gimme. get, maybe they'll get to do the next one. You know, like, I, like literally it takes like thousands of people and millions of dollars mm-hmm. and years of time to make these movies. And then the one comes out and it's not quite what I asked for or what I've been expecting or what I'm hoping for. And I just go, well, I had fun. Hopefully the next one, they'll, they'll shrink it down, which of course is never going to happen. Won't. But they I- won't. Cause they needed to make a billion dollars. Listen, I'll settle for, I don't even need to be set in New York. I'll settle for like, Hey, what if you just like, made on may and mj like characters with like right. motivations and yeah. desires yeah. like you know, you. outside <laughs> outside of the relationship with peter like they want things you know yes. um yes. anyway so roxy based on what i've sold have i sold you on what if <laughs> opposite but i do i do feel like what's so interesting about what you were saying today dj is that if sal had come on any other episode he would have thought that you guys were on the same page about what if. Like, this is the first time that you've kind of turned on one. Last week's was not my favorite either. Yeah. Really? But, uh, I yeah. kind of dug it. Uh, last you, week's was a little but like, like oh, up no. until that, the first one you thought was fine. You, and then after that, it hit the ground running yeah. for you. And any of the, and then the zombie stuff, I know that you love, I love zombies, mm-hmm. but like, it just feels like you went from this being your favorite of the Marvel Disney plus shows. When I was listening to you talk about it yes. to, you're actually kind of off that life right now. I, I kind of am. Like, uh, if episode yeah. two, the, so the Star Lord T'Challa episode and the what if, um, uh, where they've all the Avengers died, it's Fury's big week, but all the Avengers die. Yes. Loved. Like, it was some of my favorite thing. I think uh, the, the, uh, T'Challa Star Lord episode is my favorite Guardians 
uh, MCU thing. Uh, love it. And uh, the, the Killmonger episode, you're absolutely right, Roxy. Like a lot of like just way, way on board. And I just a little and, and unfortunately, it seems like uh, even with um, Falcon and Winter Soldier, which I loved the, the last episode happened. I'm like, all right, well, that was <laughs> I, I really enjoyed Black Widow. And then we get to the ending. I'm like, all right. You know what I mean? And it's and it's a, it's a it's yeah. a, a disappointing pattern with this stuff where we then we get to the end and they just can't quite like stick the landing. <laughs> well, they just can't they just can't help themselves. Yeah. Like they gotta do that thing, like, they, and they don't have to because they make their movies are making a billion dollars all the time. <laughs> that that's what kills me is like we Black Widow would have made the same amount of money if it cost eighty million dollars, and it was just about that her going to Madripoor, mm-hmm. assassinating people, having her get doxxed, and then having her like or, you know, it could have just been a child like you know s- sale ring mm-hmm. and her taking it down. Like it could have been the Red Room was dissolved and they're selling the the the, the former Black Widows on the black market in Madripoor. She's got to stop it. It could have like literally just been that and it still would have made however much money it made because now it's a secret because it didn't come out in theaters but like you know what i'm saying like they they could they have the clout you can upend the apple cart now yeah but like they can't because i think they're because it's hollywood i mean you know how it is like if it if it's a sure thing I'm going to bet on that yep. versus the not sure thing because I'm gambling with millions of dollars. They have a formula, God forbid. And I think that's my big... So we talked a little bit about it. I, I've gotten a little bit of trouble on, trouble on Twitter today for suggesting that I like Spider-Man 3 better than the MCU Spider-Man movies. And I think part of my issue with the Spider-Man movies is that same, like, it, you you know exactly what you're getting. And yes. that's a feature, not a bug. Like, that's it's they, there is there is no experimentation. There is no, like, hey, maybe let's try. And it's like, we're going to give you the thing that you expect. Because that's one of the reasons people like these movies is they walk, they walk out of it godding what they expect. doesn't matter if yes. you go to a McDonald's in uh, L.A. or in Hong Kong, you're getting the same fucking burger. And, right. and it's that. And again... <laughs> I'm that might not be my favorite thing, but there's a reason that they're the McDonald's of the world are so they're so ubiquitous. Um, yes, yes, so like, I, I and yeah, I, I don't know. Um, but yeah, they they you're right, they don't they don't need to, uh, there's no need for them to change it up, and that's another thing that like trips me out when everybody gets mad at the, like the Martin Scorsese's or the, what is it Dennyville News of the world they're like yeah. why, why are they always picking on Marvel and it's like this is the fucking biggest movie franchise in the world if there is one thing that is the definition of punching up it is this it's not yes. like this isn't the whippy kid in the corner that they're wailing on they're literally saying looking at the most successful film industry on the planet being like hey the movies themselves could be better that's all yeah, they're, they're kind of samey yeah they're like, kind of it, it's it could like be worse going to the McDonald's Avengers. Like, hey, you know all the burgers. That it's the there's nothing like new or different about them. And then people getting angry about it. this is fast food, and they're like, mm. it's like, well, yeah, this could be a filet mignon. It's like you're in the McDonald's, sir. Uh, yeah, no, it's DJ, true. I have just spent the last five minutes going down a rabbit hole of the responses to this tweet. Of oh yours. my god, I, I considered actually torching the episode because I saw it and I was like, there is no way he meant that. <laughs> You know what I'm just gonna, it, gonna say. It. The way you phrase the tweet is savage, DJ. You <laughs> un, you underplayed this like crazy. I mean, you and he really, was like, "Come at me." Yeah, you really did, and like all of our friends are coming at you. Wow. <laughs> Here's the thing. Here, well, it's like I said, it's 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 the the fact that when you go and we don't we don't need to derail on this whole thing, but when you. <laughs> I would I would assume a lot of people commenting on it have not rewatched the movie recently. If I rewatched it very recently. So so you may agree or disagree with this. For one thing, a lot of the 
problems with Spider-Man 3 are they presaged a lot of the issues of superhero films now. Right. Too much plot, too many characters, too much, too much of all that stuff, as opposed to characterization and stuff like that. That's literally like fucking every MCU movie. So if that's your problem, I mean, I got bad news for you. <laughs> uh, but also, it has scenes, it has moments like there's a moment when Peter is talking to Aunt May. He's getting ready to propose to MJ, and Aunt May talks to him about how Uncle Ben proposed to her. And it says a lot about Aunt May and her history. It talks a lot about her history with Peter. And Such talks, a good scene. And it talks about what the again what motivates Peter and his and 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 his perspective. And I, I dare you to find a scene like that in the MCU Marvel movies. I can't think of one, especially not one with Aunt May, because they've they've devolved Aunt May to a, a one note joke of she's hot, which get Tomei has no uh, issues there. But like Aunt May is the heart. Do you just say Marissa yes. Tomei is she's there? Is she, that how you finish she, that sentence? She, no, she's she's. I mean, you've seen her. She's <laughs> hot. She is hot. I'm just saying. One, it's Marissa Tomei. She's capable of so much more uh, as is, an actress. She has range. Yeah, yeah it's, and, it's yeah. Um, and and if you again on the other side of it, speaking of him proposing. You've got um, uh, Mary Jane, and what I think is interesting about all three of those movies is when Mary Jane's career is, is going up, Peter's life is going down, and vice versa, which I have found right. to be kind of true of relationships. When like when you're in a better place, your partner is kind of in a lower place, and you have to manage that. So as Peter's life is way on the upswing for once, MJ's career's on on the back half, and what makes that work is I know what MJ wants, I know what her goals are. She has goals completely separate of Peter's. Yes, and I don't know what Zendaya wants in the MCU movies. I don't even know why she's with Peter. I don't know what, what in her mind what the appeal of what Peter is. I can look at. I don't think that's a completely fair, DJ. She's a lot younger. Right. Yeah, no, but I not. But like, but that it's is not the same phase yeah, of life where like you know what you want. I think part of the point is not knowing what you want. But that's and the thing not is not being it, able to have the space to figure out what you want because you're so engulfed in somebody else's life that you can't even figure out what your own wants and desires. But are. But that's not what's happening. They're not. They're not saying anything about MJ. That's the point. <laughs> they don't care. MJ's just there to be the love interest. I don't think that's an excuse to make her not be a character. Like the there's there there the spider. I don't read it like that. Hmm. I don't read it like that. I, I happen to, and I say this anytime I'm asked, there's never been a Spider-Man movie I didn't love, ever. I love every single Spider-Man movie. So I'm not, I'm maybe not the right person to fight this fight because I'm not going to sit here and rag on Spider-Man 3 when I love that movie. Mm -hmm. But I love every Spider-Man movie because I think that they've done such a great job. Uh, Spider-Man's an incredible character to watch on screen. And yeah. so they've, I, I feel like all three of the castings have been majorly different. And they've all brought something new to the table. So I'm I'm with you that I think we need to see more Zendaya explored, which hopefully they're going to do in this next movie. I don't know but how, do considering they're introducing a three other movies worth of Spider-Man characters. <laughs> but how are you going to use that argument, DJ, when you just said that everybody else, every other movie is fully loaded? This one's going to be fully loaded too. That's what. I'm, but that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying is there's no room to explore Zendaya as a character because we've got to talk about, we've got Iron Man and Nick Fury and Mysterio. And in this movie, we've got Doc Ock and we've got this and we've got that. So it's, it's amazing to me that everybody Bring looks at the, on. everybody looks at no way home. And it's like, I'm so excited. They're going to have three Spider-Man and six villains and whatever. <laughs> and yet they'll look, turn around at Spider-Man three and like, there's too many characters in this movie. And it's just inexplicable to me that how, how the MCU has created this like, bubble for themselves that makes them completely immune to it. everybody treats it like these movies are going to be stone cold classics classics forever and ever everybody 10 years from now is going to look back at them and say they're perfect and no there's no you there's no room to critique and i'm like but dj <laughs> you, you didn't say hot take this is how i feel you said it's time we all agree <laughs> that is how you phrase it it's time we all agree 
and then you the closeout is the best. That's just science. science? Listen, I tried to make. I just I wanted to make it funny. I got that buzz. I, I wanted to know. make it funny. I don't. Here's here's my big question to myself: is I don't know why I didn't think. I assumed nobody was going to even. I thought. I didn't think it was going to get any likes. I didn't think I, it's, I thought it was just going to be like whatever. I'm just throwing this into the wind. Nobody's going to give a shit. Sure. Okay, like shy boy in the corner, think, wondering if anybody's going to notice him. Right. Uh, well, Spider- casual tweet. Everyone's like, "We see you, DJ." <laughs> yeah. While well, Spider-Man Three is trending and everyone's talking about how bad it is, DJ comes in and is like, "Actually, yeah, time for us all to agree, right?" Yeah. Actually, actually, it was brilliant, and it's like, <laughs> well, uh, no, but it actually, no, but that's yeah. the thing, and that's the part she didn't say is, is I think it is easily the worst of the Raimi movies yes you and i think that. i think when we when we look when people think about spider-man they think about when they watched it after spider-man 2 right and we've had decades of sp- superhero movies since then that i think when you revisit it you're like oh this is actually either a better than i remember or b like most modern superhero movie it, it a lot of its problems give or take and i think maybe that's the that, that and that's the reason why maybe marvel sticks to its formula so there's yeah. literally no chance that you could have a memeable moment there's literally no way any scene of these <laughs> movies we're not we're not going to allow enough creative freedom to run the risk that any of these scenes will have like a, a emo dance number meme moment like we're just not going to even risk that happening right but that did happen though like yes. we did get an emo dance moment we did get him deliberately changing his hair in an alleyway convenient mirror we did get sandman and venom literally talk to each other and say almost verbatim we should have a team up we did get topher grace as eddie brock which is one of the most like deliberately bad casting blunders of all time we did get deliberate studio interference from aviarad who was like we got to put venom in here we did have sam raimi who didn't want to put this character in here and didn't have the clout to be able to say no we did have sandman one of the lamest spider-man villains as the t- as the top, clearly yeah. his number one choice. Yes, for but, the third for the crescendo. But the way I they like utilize them. the way they utilize it, Sandman, yes, is, it looks he great. Looks super it, fucking cool. It, 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 yes, it does oh, look very it looks cool. Super pushes, fucking cool. Yeah, yeah. Everyone always talks about the great moment, and it, listen, it's a spectacularly visual scene when Sandman comes together, yeah. and there's that brilliant score music in Spider Man in the Raimi trilogy can't be denied. Uh, every villain yeah. has a wonderful score. Um, I feel like they should have used it in the trailer for no way home. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause Doc Ock has a really baller theme, Yeah, but uh, you know, I don't know why movies love to use lockets, you know, mm-hmm. spawn. Oh his, yeah. Misses his wife. He needs a locket because we got to visually show the picture of Wanda. Yeah. He he's her husband it's a ring mm-hmm. the cartoon put the ring in there but anyway you gotta always do is do these lockets and i get that like it's sad he's trying to pick it up but he, but he can't because he can't get himself mm-hmm. together but like i don't care about sandman i'm not here for sandman i'm here for spider-man mm-hmm. and i'm here for him to fight a really baller villain and we've just been setting up we spent two movies setting up lizard mm-hmm. and harry and we get no lizard and oh, and, and Paintballer Harry. Don't worry. It, don't worry. You're just going to, by the way, but, but we got to say that fight scene, that first fight scene with uh, Harry, I think is a better fight scene than any of the other MCU movies. No, I also, that Mysterio scene, that Mysterio fight is pretty amazing. Mysterio fight's in, pretty like, cool. Mysterio fight's pretty cool. Science, Sally. You can't fight with science. I can't argue with science. You can't argue with I science. Love, I love the Rhino fight in Amazing Spider-Man 2. Like there are, there's some great stuff in those movies. It's just visually speaking. Mm-hmm. Uh, I need to quickly rewind to the locket thing because every time I see these in the movies, and it's not just these movies, it's every movie. No, it's every movie. Where yeah. 
where are they printing? Like, how do you get, they're so small. And I've yeah. always, first of all, I've, I've always wished that anybody would care about me enough to get me a locket. But Sorry then I'm worried if locket. they did, where do you, you go to Kinko's? Like, Things I, remembered, I guess. Just like a, a store in the mall that sells lockets and does photographs. Like I, I nowadays, I have no idea. Tiny, and then, then they cut it out. Like you have to be really good. Yeah. Yeah. You first of all, you got to be able to print out a picture of somebody that's the size of a poach's stamp, postage yeah. stamp. Or, Secondly, yeah, like you said, or just like cut it down. You got a, a normal size picture and you cut it down. Yeah. To fit. But no. then still, even the locket, they're so small, DJ. Like you would need to be one. It would have to be a, a, one of those. Remember, you took class photos. Maybe this isn't for you, DJ. You take class <laughs> photos where you got the 50 people in your class and you're yep. one of them. Like that's the little thing. That's, that's the picture you got to cut out. I will also say I've had some people in the comments try and convince me that the amazing movies are better. And I've just got to point out uh, that there is a scene in uh, the first amazing Spider-Man film where Spider-Man takes a call on the sidewalk and he's Spider-Man. It's like an important call and he's just standing on the sidewalk. It's clearly yeah. a fucking reshoot. And it's right? like, this is a guy that can climb walls and like hang, hangs out on roofs and he's just on a street <laughs> corner as people are walking by like, uh-huh, tell yeah. me more. <laughs> yeah, it's so lame. Uh, anyway, it's moving. It's not lame, it's perfect. Don't- <laughs> the Amazing Spider-Man 2, I have the most love of all the Spider-Man movies for, so I can't even be in this conversation. I think that. Amazing <laughs> Spider-Man 2 is definitely better than Amazing Spider-Man 1. I yes. think... Um, Tom Holland. Oh, I, I think Tom Holland is probably the best Peter Parker ca- casting. I obviously have a lot of love for the Raimi trilogy. I think Tom Holland is better ca- is, is better casting, which is why. So I can wish we all just agree that Amazing Spider-Man Two is the best of the movies because that's science. I that's think. Science. I think we can all agree that Amazing Spider-Man One is the worst. Yeah. I, I, no, no comment. I no, can't no Spider-Man Three is the worst. Sal, when was the last time you watched Spider-Man Three? Like a year ago. Okay. All right. Like I, I know I see because it's you, always on you, TV. And you think Sp- yeah. Amazing Spider-Man is the first Amazing Spider-Man is better than that? The first Amazing Spider-Man, I don't even consider a movie. <laughs> like that that thing is just that is just an executive meeting come to life. Like every time I watch that movie, I remember seeing the trailer for Amazing Spider-Man one and that that narration where he's like, But my biggest mystery has been my parents, and I'm like, he's never given a crap yeah. about his parents. Nobody what are you literally literally about? nobody cares about Spider-Man's parents. <laughs> but like some some dude in a suit behind a very expensive desk, <laughs> like on the West it was Coast. Me. It, I was, was it was Roxy. I'm okay, the guy it was Roxy. In the She's suit. like, What's up with his parents? This is not a Spider-Man three episode. I fucking co- totally derailed us with my stupid tweet. I'm sorry. It's no. It was me. I it's like me. It. It's me. We're gonna go to a quick ad break, and then we're gonna come back and we're gonna talk about Venom. God damn it! All right, Venom. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, we, we are back from our brief ad break where Roxy and Sal continue to yell at me about my favorite movies. Um, we're going to – Spider-Man 3 is not my favorite movie. I'm just saying. <laughs> and then some people were like, oh, what about Spider-Verse? And I'm like, I specifically said live action for a reason. That's a cartoon. Okay, yeah, I said live action. Do it again. Start the argument again. Let's anyway, go. anyway, let's talk about Venom, okay? Uh, we're going to talk about Venom. And so uh, uh, if you want to hear Roxy Mai's review for Venom, Let There Be Carnage, 
and it's going to be part of the the Patreon. Um, so stay tuned for that. Or if you're, you you want to check it out, go to Patreon.com/slash/OnlyStupidAnswers. But we're just going to talk about Venom, the character Sal. You're a comicsman. What is your relationship with the character of Venom? Venom and I go back a long ways. Uh, I I loved that character when I was a kid. Uh, I I bought all of those awful miniseries that he was in. Uh, I I picked up. I remember buying. His, not his first appearance, but I think it's Amazing 375 when they when they springboarded it as like a backdoor pilot for Lethal Protector yeah. like on the stands. Um, I, I yeah, Venom's a really. I remember him being such a dope character. I loved the idea, just the dichotomy between the two characters. One is full of responsibility. One tries to like shirk off all the responsibility, blame everybody else for his problems. Uh, and Spider Man is like, I've never seen Spider Man more afraid mm-hmm. than when he's fighting Venom in the in the early days. It was yeah. so cool. And I do wonder if that's kind of like because I'm similar. You know, growing up in the '90s, like Venom was. It. Venom was a tits, yeah. man. Venom was great. Yep. Um, it, to the point where I had a similar thing. I was at my uh, comic shop and they had a copy of Spider-Man 300. Oh. And I looked at the price tag and I was like, yeah. can, I, <laughs> can I justify this to my wife? Can it only I? goes up. It only yeah, gets it more. It only gets more. And I'm like, can I? And in hindsight, I should have fucking bought it. But anyway, because yes. um, yes. uh, I did my typical thing. I'm like, I'll think about it. And it, it, it got, literally the next person came in and bought it. But yeah. <laughs> Similar to you, because you think about it, and it's like, I think what interests me about Venom is because he was so scary, because he's immune to Spider-Man's spider sense, he knows who Peter Parker is, he fucking hates his guts, but then I thought about it, it's like, well, Green Goblin knew, so I wonder if it's because we grew up in the 90s, like, oh, this is the, this is the guy. Yeah, and in the 90s, Gobby was dead, so it's like, there was no other equivalent, but you know what it is? That's just such a rad look. It like, looks Venom so just cool. looks so much cooler. Yes, 100%. Roxy, do you do you know when you first encountered Venom? <laughs> I'm trying to think about it because I really was into whatever my big brother was into and he was more in the 90s and the DC side than the Marvel side of things. But I I think that exactly what you guys just said hit the nail on the head for me is when when I first did encounter Venom, I'm trying to think of exactly when that was. I just remember thinking, "Wow, like this is edgy. This is cooler. This <laughs> is like Black is dope. Like just thinking in the most basic of terms, um, and and then I remember uh, that awful casting totally ruining it for me. I, I don't have bad things to say about Spider Man, but oh boy, do I have things to say. And it's wild too because you can see what they were going for. They were like, oh, evil Peter Parker. Yeah, they were going for <laughs> evil Peter Parker. They're like, what's the opposite? Yeah, and right. it's like, yeah, but that's not. Venom's like, he's a big, he's a body, but he's a big fucking dude. Like that's yeah. kind of his bit. Which is also, if you think about it opposite of spider-man so it's like i see what they were going for and we'll get more to it later i still don't think we've had a movie featuring venom where the creators are actually like oh venom's cool <laughs> i don't i still don't think that movie exists yet but um, no i think you're um, right uh we, we don't we're not we're not getting there yet but here's the thing with venom and i've heard people pointed out line recently with the with the movie coming out Venom is objectively kind of gross. He's got the tongue thing. He's got the drool. He's a goopy boy. So I wanted the the the, Roxy and I discussed this. Uh, uh, I Sal, I wanted to know from you who you think the grossest villain is, and then I'm going to mention mine. And I'm going to see Roxy. You're going to decide who you think is grosser. They really, really sell the grossness, Sal. Okay, because I have, I have, I have my my grossest villain. It was the one that came right to my mind. It was a Marvel villain. Uh, but I do have, and and I feel like it's a ringer because it's more 
about their behavior than about their aesthetic. But yeah. I do have a backup in case it doesn't count. The grossest villain I've ever encountered every time it ever comes up is Dr. Miles Warren, a.k.a. the Jackal. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. I think you're going he, for a different gross than I meant. It's when we a different talking gross. About yes. it. It's not Venom gross. This guy... Uh, is a old want to say like late 50s early 60s college professor creeps on peter's girlfriend gwen stacy enough to steal her dna clones a version of her to keep for himself and every time he comes back to life he has like a harem of gwen clones it's just the most and every time you get further and further into who this guy is he is just so gross and it just drives me crazy every time because no one ever talks about it like they they use it sometimes they use it to like absurd degrees and i'm like this is this is beyond problematic. This is mm-hmm. this is like a this is a war crime at this point. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. super gross. But if you want to go like more aesthetic, uh, swarm is pretty gross. Swarm is uh, gross. It's just a uh, it's just a person made of bees. It's a Nazi of bees. So it is a Nazi of bees. Oh goddamn! It's a Nazi bee man. He's he's literally he's bones that have that that have bees. That's that like pretend to be musculature. <laughs> And they 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 collectively like have his the consciousness of a former well he's not really a former he's just former human but a Nazi mm-hmm. so you got yeah got the Nazi angle which is always gross and then you got the bee angle are they making honey because mm-hmm. they're always bees they're not wasps they're yeah they're, they're bees they make honey yeah. so, they make, so is there a they queen make in Nazi there? honey they, is there is a queen what where's the where does the honey go oh no maybe Who's he's delicious. Drinking it? Maybe yeah, he's right? delicious. Maybe I don't know. I was going to go to. He does have abs, though. The bees are making abs. They have yeah, to right? make abs, Roxy. They have to. <laughs> yeah. And oh, and he's naked, too. Yeah. It's just bees and a cloak. And a cloak. My go to, whenever I think gross villains, I got to go with Modoc. I got to go oh, with yeah. Modoc because I always wonder. What's uh, what's going on what? in that machine in there? What is the what is his what? what how does Modoc go to the bathroom? What's True. what's that situation going on yes. like? Do you have to drain? Do things leak out of the head? Do you have to oh, drain yeah. the head? You got to drain him. <laughs> I, I think because Modoc, the M stands for machine, right? Yes. I think machine I think he, only designed for only killing. I don't know. Yeah, designed only. Yeah, I don't remember how the, how it goes, but like. Yeah, I think he's like half machine. So maybe if he is drained, it's only of like his oil. Oh, which, which sounds horrible. Oh. I do. Have, I have. A, okay. I have another one. Answer: Mental or mobile or mechanized organism designed only for killing. I love Thank that. You. Not even the comics fucking know. Clearly, every writer yeah. that came in was like, "I guess this is what the M stands for." Whatever. Who gives a shit? Yeah, <laughs> I'm making it up. And it's always the same Modoc. It's never like I'm Modoc Five. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Nope, it's same Modoc, and it just changed the M. Um, the other one I, I, I grew up, uh, one of our, actually one of our classic villains and it's like one you wouldn't expect. And it's, uh, it's the rhino, uh, the rhino, his pathos oh, originally, he, yep. he's trapped in the suit. So mm-hmm. it's this big fat dude in a big, like rhino hide suit. There's only one exit point and it's the face. Yeah. The face what hole. does that mean? <laughs> his, his original pathos is he can't take the suit off, which mm-hmm. means where does it go yeah. when he needs is, to go? Is there a it hole must down come there? Out the front. <laughs> And unless, if it comes out the front, unless there's a hold out there. up in the suit and right. until it. Well, uh, well, here's my thing. Our, our solution for that was he gets a bigger villain like Sandman, and Sandman just squeezes him every so often, and it just 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 exits through the front hole. Did you? Watch, you said to go gross, and I'm sorry. We, did, <laughs> did you watch the spectacular Spider-Man cartoon? I loved the spectacular. I like Spider-Man. that Rhino and Sandman were buddies. Yeah, no, yeah, they're good buddies. Too. Also, best right? expl- explanation for supervillains ever. It's like, yeah, there's a crime boss that's paying for it so that Spider-Man's out of his hair. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. The, 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 the oh gosh, the <laughs> Rhino thing. 
because it's like so tight to his. It's face. too. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. too tight. Yeah. You're not, like you're not talking about a big hole where the poop can kind of come out the neck. I mean, no, you're like just, either in the eyes or the mouth situation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he and it's one of those things where he knows that it has to happen periodically. Where he's like, "Well, it's the it's the fifth of the month, Sandman. I need you to squeeze me. I don't think that periodically. You think that somebody named Rhino, somebody who's doing what Rhino, it's true. He's 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 a big boy. <laughs> he's a big boy. He's having now to put down, put down a lot of carbs to keep. Damn to, right. Yeah. <laughs> what a lot of calories. Excuse me. He's got to put down a lot of calories to keep that physique going. So yes. uh, in the, in the discord chat, we have uh, Leonard Kim says, I would argue that abomination gives venom a run for his money. And I would say that's possibly true. If you consider the uh, immortal Hulk's abomination. Yes. Uh, who has a hand for a face. <laughs> and then Ryan McCoy uh, says venom is just goop. He can't be more gross than this thing. And it was a picture of Ebony Maw from uh, infinity war. Which, yeah. which he's definitely in, uh, in uh, every month has got some stuff going on there. Uh, so, mm-hmm. so Roxy, based on the submissions, you know what I'm, you know where I'm going, TJ. It's got to be poop face Rhino. It's got to be poop face <laughs> Rhino. Nothing, there's nothing grosser than that pitch. Listen, I mean, the morally gross is one thing. There's a lot of morally gross people. And I don't know how you argue that a, a B Nazi is not horribly morally gross, but yeah. poop face. Like you can't fight, you can't fight with that. Uh, But I don't know that I have a good grasp on what gross is sometimes because I don't feel like venom is gross at all. You know, again, I grew up in the night, so I'm inclined to agree with you. I just, you you saw some of the discourse, and when people were pointing out, like, yeah, yeah, I guess, yeah, yeah, Yeah. I guess it's a little weird. Uh, Honestly, the tongue thing, kind of down for it. Oh, (laughs) maybe venom will give you a locket. That's oh. so sweet. <laughs> I've always wanted one. Thank you. So, uh, uh, real quick, Sal, I know you got to go. We got to wrap this up. Uh, uh, we got this one question from STS 2884. Are you okay with the comics and the movie separating Venom and Spidey more? Also, why doesn't Miles have his own version of Venom? I mean, he does. It's Venom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, Ultimate Venom. It is Ultimate Venom. But, but real quick, parting shot, are you yeah. okay with the way they've kind of separated Venom and Spidey? I am okay with it. Uh, you know, Venom and Spider-Man have been frenemies longer than they have been enemies at this point. That's true. So it doesn't surprise me. And, you know, I, I love Spider-Man in the MCU and I know Sony needs their money. So I'm okay <laughs> with them going full tilt Venom franchise if they are satiated enough to allow there to be a sending receiving contract with Marvel to allow Spider-Man to continue to bomb around with Avengers characters. Mm-hmm. So I'm okay with it. You'll sacrifice Venom to have Spider-Man keep hanging out with the Avengers. That's the thing is that I love Venom, but he's not my favorite Spider-Man villain. So I'm okay with him just being his own thing. Plus there's, there's limitless potential with Venom. Like you could do any number of, of his spinoffs or you could bring in Miles and Venom has a really solid connection with Miles, at least from yeah. the ultimate universe. And Who's I, you your could, favorite? I can't let you brush over that. I just need to know. As far as Spider-Man villains go, I don't know, actually. I just know it's not Venom. It's like, <laughs> I just know it's not that. Right? Um, it's Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I There's so many. <laughs> Listen. I, it, yeah. What a Sophie's choice. I'm sorry. I'm just like... Depends oh, on your right. mood. I get it. What a great question. It. Tough, though. We'll, have, we'll, have to have, we'll have to have... In the Spotify question, we'll be like, what is Sal's favorite Spider-Man villain? Mm-hmm. All right. Yes. Sal, we got to let you go. Uh, uh, pitch to the kids where, where you're at, where they can find you. 
come over to youtube.com slash comic pop or uh, I think it's comic pop.tv, but check us out. Uh, that'll just take you to the YouTube channel, but join us over there or on our supplemental channel, comic pop returns, where we do live shows and podcasts and stuff like that. But both channels, you'll be fine. Uh, come by and check us out and, and hang out with us and talk comics. It'll be a lot of fun. Roxy, before we go, remind the kids at home where they can find you and what they should be looking out for. Everywhere at Roxy Stryer and also on the World Girls Wednesdays and Sunday where we're giving everything a world. This past Wednesday, we gave we dropped our Domino's episode where we tried to create our logo out of Domino's. It took us five hours to build uh, and you get a 10 minute produced episode that is a lot more fun than the actual experience. Good. There you go. That's the point. That's why we do what we do. Um, so check all that out. I did see some of on the social medias. I saw some of you posting clips. It was it was so grueling. It was amazing when it was done. Like I felt so accomplished, but it was tough. Yeah. It was tough. Me and all the four-year-olds out there, we had a hard time with it. We had a hard time with it. Yeah, you can find me everywhere that matters on DJ Talks Trash. If you want to uh, dunk on my Spider-Man tweet, uh, that's where you can find it. Um, uh, you can find uh, this show everywhere that matters at Only Stupid Answers, but on Twitter. Yank out the vowels from stupid. All right. Uh, go check all that out. Please uh, give us five stars, rate and review, share this podcast, all of that stuff. Again, if you want to hear Roxy Mai's review um, for Venom, Let There Be Carnage, go check it out on patreon.com slash only stupid answers. And we will see you all next week. Bye, everybody. Bye.